Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Episode 119 of the Shock Jock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for more Knicks. Oh, more Knicks and NBA talk this week. I was saying this on Twitter a little bit, part of the story. But uh, this has been a, a weird whirlwind week for me and my sports teams, obviously. For those that listen to the show, you guys know uh, who else I root for besides the Knicks. Um, obviously, super down about the Yankees right now. And the Knicks just picked me right back up. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. I... I the scene set is basically this. I turned the Yankee game off, I think in the eighth inning, just kind of realizing the writing on the wall. I, did, I didn't want to see the end. Uh, I've seen too many of the endings uh, in recent years <laughs> with the Yanks, and I, and I couldn't bear to put myself through another one. I, the writing was on the wall. They, they were terrible, you know, and, and this is not a Yankees podcast, so that's all I'm going to say about it. But they, they played terribly. They were so bad, and I'm thinking... You know, in those moments as sports fans, you know, you think, man, there's, you know, there's no hope. Where's the hope? You know, and the hope right now is at Madison Square Garden. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. Get it? I, I'm, I'm going to put this caveat in. It's a preseason game. I get it. Trust me. Well aware of where we are in the schedule. Um, Obviously, you know, the NBA season doesn't tip off for another week and a half, roughly. It's crazy how quickly it's it's come up on us. Um, but we are, I believe October 19th is opening night of the new NBA season. I can't wait for it. I've been looking forward to it since the uh, Bucks won the championship. 
and we're so close. Um, with that in mind, a uh, quick programming note. Next week, and I actually just put it down on my phone as a reminder for next week's podcast. Because this is, this is a big one. This is one of our biggest shows of the year. And it's our preseason preview. We're doing a full preview. Top to bottom. East, West. Standings. I'm giving you guys my predictions for how it's going to finish up at the end of the season. I'm excited for it. You guys tend to love this content. um, And you guys really tend to, to... to let your voices be heard after I release my uh, my thoughts on this. So I'm going to be putting it together during the week. And it's going to be ready to go by next, uh, next Friday. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited as well. I'm going to be putting together my rankings for the East and the West. And that will be the last show before we get to talk Knicks basketball that counts again. And I can't wait for it. I really can't. I'm really excited about this upcoming season. And I'm trying to I'm trying to temper my expectations. Like I said on Twitter, um, that meme of the guy getting pulled back, it was me watching uh, part of the Knicks against the Pacers. And I just was beaming from ear to ear. So thrilled uh, with how they looked. And obviously, again, it's the Pacers, a team the Knicks should be better than. The preseason... You're not getting, you know, the best out of guys. You know, guys are just getting in shape, getting in game shape for the season. You know, it's not um, something that you should uh, shout to the rooftops about. But, man, it was just nice seeing the Knicks play well. Nice seeing the Knicks win a game. You know, again, you know, just to reiterate, you know, DeMontis Sabonis played 20 minutes. You know, Holiday played 18. You know, Miles Turner played 18 minutes. You know, again, it's the preseason. You know, the Pacers... Geez, they played, what, 10 guys off the bench? Possibly more, maybe 11 or 12. They played a lot of guys, you know, and obviously Warren is hurt, Sumner is hurt, Levert, they all didn't play. Worth keeping that in mind as well. But man, did the Knicks look good. They balance, They have such a balanced lineup. You know, when you look at the five, the Knicks put out there, and you look at Julius Randle not having to take as many shots. You know, R.J. Barrett, not having to be forced to take as many shots. The efficiency of Evan Fournier, who didn't have the best night from the field, but made up for it at the line with his free throw shooting. And then just seeing some glimpses of what Kemba Walker could be in 21 minutes from him. I just, I was really, I was really excited. I was really excited. I loved seeing some good stuff from Obi Toppin. He had a couple of sweet moves around the rim, looking really nice, looking really nice. And then I, I just loved seeing some D-Rose off the bench just in a role that just makes more sense for him. Didn't shoot the ball great. You know, 2 of 10, I believe, was what he finished with. But it just, it just looked more natural for where Derrick Rose is at in his career. And he's going to be so good off the bench with the likes of Alec Burks and company. Obi Toppin, you know, Emmanuel Quickly, who looked good at times despite not making a 3. I thought he looked really nice. at different, And he had 7 assists, Quickly. So he really looked good in different moments. So, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. You know, the Knicks are deeper. You know, there's depth on the legitimate depth on this team. You know, it's beautiful to watch. You know, I I, I loved seeing 
you know, some stuff from the rookies, a little bit from Miles McBride, not a ton, but a little bit, you know, a little bit from Quentin Grimes. Just nice seeing him out on the floor. You know, Jericho Sims looked good. Obviously, you know, no Nerlens Noel, so we got to see a little bit more. 25 minutes from Jericho Sims. I think he actually was one of the high-minute guys. That was, you know, tied for the third most minutes in the game. It's pretty impressive. I know it's preseason, but he had eight points and six rebounds, you know. Just just doing what his role is on the team, you know. It's exciting. It is super, super exciting. And obviously, again, you know, no Mitchell Robinson yet. We didn't get to see anything from Nerlens Noel. But when those guys get integrated back into the rotation, ooh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I am super excited, man. I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to hold back right now. But I've been holding back for years. And I just, I just get so, so excited to see this Knicks team in action. I was re-watching the highlights before I came on here to start recording and just had a, I mean, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I was super happy, super happy, just smiling. And man, Yankee and Knicks fans, they need this right now. We need this, you know, and Met fans, man, Met fans need this. Met and Knicks fans need this right now. You know, it's a super disappointing end of the baseball season, in New York, the Mets didn't even make the playoffs. They imploded at the end. The Yankees tried their best to implode, but they got in and they looked terrible at Fenway Park on in all facets of the game. Just New York, the tri-state, we needed some of this. Some of the Knicks looking good, giving us hope, showing us what it's going to look like potentially this season. Oh man, I was just all about it. I just, every moment of it, every moment of it, just seeing them out there, everybody looking good. Again, the numbers weren't great. It's the preseason. Give me a little bit of slack here. I was just, I was smiling, man. I needed a smile and the Knicks gave me a smile and they never have, you know, in years past. And these last few years, they've been just giving it to me all the time. They've been giving it to everybody. And it's just a beautiful thing. It's just a beautiful thing. And I can't wait. You know, October 19th cannot get here soon enough. And I am super excited. Again, I'm out of market. So, you know, I'll be hooking up the laptop to my TV to get MSG up there, seated on the big screen. I can't watch watch it normally, obviously, with work here in Florida. But, man, I have not been this excited about the Knicks in so long. And the fact that I keep getting to say that, I keep getting to top my excitement, is so nice. It's a beautiful thing. I keep saying that, but it's the truth. I just, I'm so happy with where they're at. Uh, This is like the biggest thing I wanted to talk about, man, because I look at what the rotation could be, you know, and to be honest with you, the five we saw could be the five, you know, going forward. It really can be with, with Taj Gibson in there. I really like the way Taj looked. With these, with the rest of the guys on the floor, it probably won't be that way. You know, I think Nerlens Noel, if he's healthy, is going to get that position. But and to be fair, who knows? Mitchell Robinson, you know, certainly when he's ready to go, if he's up to uh, up to snuff, you know, looking as good as he could look, he certainly could give Nerlens Noel a run for his money. But that's why it's exciting. You want to see that competition in a team like this, you know, and 
Already starting to see Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett not have to do as much on the scoring end is just a huge deal. It's, it's a huge deal. It's why Kemba and Evan Fournier were brought in. I mean, this was the point, and, and they already see the signs of that after one preseason game. It, it's, it just shows you already that the front office is, is really on the same page. They know what they're doing. They're, they're really building a strong team here. This is a very strong team. And when you start to see Nerlens come back into it, when you start to see more stuff off the bench from maybe a Mitchell Robinson, an Alec Burks, an Obi Toppin, a Derrick Rose, maybe some stuff from the rookies, your Jericho Simses, your Miles McBrides, little Deuce off the bench, and Quentin Grimes. This is where this team could be really fun. Really, really fun. And I saw our site posting and toasting write this. I've seen other articles write this as well after that first preseason game. And again, we'll see how it develops, right? But the amount of two-way talent on this Knicks team is breathtaking. There's so many guys now that can defend like hell on the defensive end of the floor, not give you an inch, be Tibbs to the bone. And then on the offensive end of the floor, get it done. I mean, it is awesome to watch. It is Knicks basketball at its premium. That is Knicks basketball to the core right there. Being able to do it on both ends, fighting for every last scrap. You know, it's New York. It's New Jersey. It's Connecticut. It's our team, the Tri-State. New York, the city that never sleeps. This is our team. And it's just nice to say that again. And it's nice to say that, and they're actually good. Say that, and they're competitive, and they could actually compete and possibly win some games in the playoffs, win some series in the playoffs, and maybe surprise some teams in the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing. I'm really excited to to see Julius Randle have less pressure on himself. I think he's going to be a much better player and continue to grow with that. He might not have the numbers, you know, to be an all-star, like he did a year ago, but he might not have to. He might not have to do that with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker now in the fold along with a a third-year R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is going to have less pressure on himself and could just be playing free. And that's huge for somebody that's still developing as a player. It's a huge deal to play with confidence like R.J. can play with. And he's going to be more enforced to do that because he's got guys behind him that can make shots. Make shots consistently. And to be fair, with all due respect to to Reggie Bullock, not one-dimensional shooters either. Evan Fournier was getting to the bucket at will the other night. My goodness. And Kemba Walker can score in a multitude of different ways and is, and at his best, is a flaming hot flamethrower. My goodness. We've seen that. In recent years. Again, he can be inconsistent at times, but when Kemba is right, and he doesn't always have to be right with the team that he's on, he is a flamethrower. So I, I'm really, really, really thrilled with the pieces the Knicks have brought in. And honestly, the guy that's gonna the guy that's gonna benefit the most from Fournier and Walker coming in is Derek Rose. Derek Rose coming off the bench. It's going to be super dangerous. Super dangerous. I look at what he did last year when he was, you know, with Nilakina and Alfred Payton. 
And when you upgrade those positions, and now Derrick Rose just has to be a microwave off the bench. That's all he has to do. Knicks need a little bit of a boost. You just go to the second unit, and D. Rose is there. Fully bought into the role. From a coach that trusts him, and he trusts the coach. I mean, that's magnificent to see. It's a huge deal. I mean, at times in the playoffs last year, Derrick Rose looked like he was on an island by himself making shots, and nobody was there to back him up. You got four guys now to back you up. You got four guys. You got Randall doing his thing, R.J. Barrett in year three, getting better every day, and then you've got Walker and Fournier hitting you with the mid-range, knocking down shots from deep, getting to the basket, creating for others, getting to the tin. I I can't wait for the regular season. I I just... I was texting with a couple of buddies just after the game was over and just a lot of nices being thrown around. That was the word I just kept getting was, man, the Knicks look nice. Knicks look nice. And again, one preseason game. I'm with with a lot of you who are, you know, I'm sure pump the brakes. It's one game. Game didn't count. I get it. Trust me. It's been in the back of my mind, like, throughout prepping for the show. You know, calm down a little bit. I do. I do have to calm down a little bit, but it is still nice to see the potential. That's the thing, right? You don't want to get wrapped up in a 125-104. When I just realized that was the score, by the way. I didn't even look at the score. I was just looking at the highlights and just enjoying it. Knicks won by, by a wide margin, 21 points, but... It was just the play. That was what, I, I, honestly, even watching part of the game and then watching the highlights, I wasn't even looking at the scoreboard for most of the game. I was just watching them play, and it was just fun to watch. It really was. The way they moved the ball, how unselfish they were, defensively just locking down on assignments, making it tough on Indiana from the get-go, establishing with the new guys this culture and having them fully buy in. It was beautiful. It was really nice to watch. And you can't help but look down the road and think, man, what's the finished product going to look like with this team? You know, and, and listen, you know, I, I think I think this team is still not a finished product. I know there's we still have a season to see, obviously. But again, in the NBA, you need stars to win championships. And the Knicks don't have, you know, a bona fide superstar on their team. So I think at some point, if you're going for the Larry O'Brien, you're going to need to address that. But the Knicks are very good, and they are very much in the race to not only make some noise in the playoffs, but potentially win a series or two with this team. It's it's there for the taking. It's just about put, continuing to put the work in, continue to get better, grow with this team. You know, the young guys, the veterans, the stars, the the guys in their prime, and just continue to build to what this team can do in the future. It's awesome to watch. It's so organic too. It's it's so rare to see that in the NBA nowadays, but this is an organic budding team that's on the brink right now. And it's so much fun to watch. And again, I can't remember the last time I watched an NBA game where I was just looking at the teams, I, you know, not even paying attention to the score. And again, preseason helps with that. I understand, <laughs> you know, the game didn't mean anything. So you don't necessarily have to look at the scoreboard. I get that. But part of it was because the Knicks were just playing such nice basketball together. 
And that was really, really nice to watch, especially just after the week New York sports has had. You know, the last you know month New York sports has had has not been good. And to finally see, you know, a little bit of hope in the orange and blue was just a very, very nice sight for sore eyes, 100%. Let me know what you guys think. Am I overreacting? You know, am I, am I pushing it? You know, am I putting the cart before the horse? Twitter, at SJ7, or in the comments, postingandtoasting.com, Shock Shock Knicks podcast tab. Hit us there um, on our posts and go into the comments section below and hit me up there. And let me know what you think about the Knicks going into the rest of these preseason games. Obviously, there's still more to come uh, in the preseason. We'll react a little bit to that if we have time next week. Obviously, next week's going to be our big NBA preview and predictions. Um, just a quick recap because I actually I got I got uh, so lost in my uh, my talk there. I forgot who the Knicks had coming up. I think they've they got the Wizards away. And then they play the Pistons at the Garden on the 13th. And then we're rolling. And then we are rolling. We're off and running after that. And uh, next, you know, we'll talk a little bit more NBA. But I just, you know, the Knicks preseason comes to a close in, boy, a week. And then we get into the regular season, which we'll talk a little bit about next. Because, again, next week we are talking, you know, the full scope of the NBA and the Knicks will obviously have a big section in next week's show as far as preview and predictions, but we'll get a chance to look a little bit deeper into what the Knicks have at the start. So we'll talk schedule. We'll talk a little NBA headlines if we can, but the Knicks are, are, are almost ready to suit up for real. And it's an exciting time right now to be a New York Knicks fan. So let me take a break here. And when we come back, we'll look ahead to the Knicks regular season schedule And we'll talk a little bit of NBA headlines from around the league as well. All that and more is next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Second half of the show, we'll get to some NBA headlines. There's not a ton this week. There has been some more vaccination talk, so we'll touch on that a little bit if we have enough time later on in the show. But I do want to break down the Knicks schedule a little bit. We haven't touched on it really at all since it's come out. I kind of uh, dropped the ball on that a little bit. And to be fair, there's been some headlines that have kind of you know, taking our attention away from that. And to be fair, you know, schedule talk, it, you know, it is what it is. It's schedule talk, you know. But I, I I do want to touch on it a little bit just because it's interesting. And some of you guys have uh, asked my thoughts on the beginning of the season as far as the schedule. And listen, I, I think it's it's pretty favorable in some spots for the Knicks. But in other ways, you know, in other stretches, it's pretty difficult. You know, the early... Uh, you know, first, I guess, two weeks of the season, the end of October, the Knicks open up on the 20th against Boston at home. Through the middle of November, 
you know, the Knicks have a pretty balanced schedule as far as home and away, but some pretty tough teams in there. The Knicks play Boston at the start, two quick ones home and away against Orlando after that. There's already a, a couple of Sixers games in there, which are not going to be easy. Uh, the Knicks have the Bucks a couple of times in November within about a week stretch of each other. So those are not going to be easy as well. The Knicks have the Bulls who are rejuvenated. The Pelicans away. Indiana twice as well. And then you also look at you know games against Charlotte as well. Toronto in there. Cleveland is probably the easiest game. And that's all, you know, we've got to wait till November 7th for that. So to be fair, not a lot of easy ones, but ones with this Knicks team you expect to win. You know, the Knicks should be should be beating Boston. They're a better team than the Celtics. You know, the Knicks should be taking care of Orlando. And at the moment, I think Chicago, Toronto, Indiana, and Cleveland. And they should be pushing Philly and Milwaukee and giving them tough games and beating them as well. And what I love is, on top of all that, the Knicks have, you know, three early primetime nationally televised games, opening up with the Celtics on ESPN, Philly at home on TNT, and then away at Milwaukee on ESPN, the defending champs. I love that. I love that a lot. So it's a really nice thing to to see the Knicks, you know, on inside and, and to see the Knicks on ESPN primetime and, and to see that love, you know, and, and to see the Knicks back in big games on, on primetime television early in the season and hopefully often this season. It, it's better for the NBA and it's great for the Knicks fan base and great for the players to be in those big primetime games. That's what you want to play in. Because that's all you're going to get at the end of the season. It's all it's all playoffs. It's all prime time. Everyone's watching, so you want to get used to that. So it's a it's a nice thing to see. And 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 listen, not going to go too far down the road, but the schedule you know it doesn't ease up at the end of November. But there's some there's some ones in there that are certainly going to be challenging. Brooklyn, Lakers, Suns, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, and then Denver going into December. But you still have Orlando and Indiana and and Houston in there as well. So honestly, so far, when you look at the first half of the season, it's a lot of stretches where there's some tough, tough ones in there mixed with some games you expect the Knicks to win. You know, when you get towards Christmas, and obviously the Knicks are going to host Atlanta at the Garden on Christmas Day, and obviously we'll be hoping to win that one on primetime in ESPN, on ESPN as well. But... It's one of those things where during that same holiday stretch, the Knicks also play Minnesota, Detroit, and Oklahoma City. All on the road, but you expect the Knicks to win those games. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's exciting and it's it's a pretty balanced schedule, I feel like, for the Knicks in the first half of the season. You know, there's stretches where there's some tough teams, but it's there's a good mix in there with winnable games, you know, in general, but then just games, you know, you expect the Knicks to do well and and take care of business. So, I mean, there's a stretch in, I think there's a stretch in February where the Knicks play six straight games on national television. Brooklyn on ESPN, Miami on ESPN, Philly on ABC, Philly on ESPN, Phoenix on ESPN, Clippers on ESPN. From February 16th, to March 6th. That's where you want to be. 
That's where you want to be. It's awesome. And that's a really tough stretch. You know, three on the uh, three at home and then three quick ones on the road before actually that's a seven-game road trip. So that's probably the toughest stretch of the season for the Knicks, that March stretch where they just get absolutely um, pounded with road games. Philly, Phoenix, Clippers, Sacramento, Dallas, Memphis, Brooklyn. That's a lot. That's a lot. But the hope is obviously the Knicks will be in good shape by then as far as the playoffs. Again, we'll see. But we'll also, you know, it's one of those things where you have to, you know, you got, the Knicks will be tested. You know, I'm sure that's a Grammy or Oscar, you know, circus thing. I don't know. Something's probably going on at the Garden. Knicks have to leave the Garden for that long road trip in March. But we'll see. You know, it's a balanced schedule for the most part, obviously. And after that, the Knicks will play four straight at home, and then they'll take three more on the road. And and it's late in the season. But just trying to give you an idea, you know, of of the schedule and, and who the Knicks will be playing early, you know, late in the season. As well, I mean, the home stretch of the regular season um, for the Knicks is pretty pretty favorable, I would say. You know, from the end of March until the middle of April, you're looking at Detroit on the road, Chicago, Charlotte, and Cleveland at home, Orlando on the road, Brooklyn at home, Washington on the road, and then Toronto at home. That's pretty favorable for the Knicks. So when you're talking, hopefully, playoff seating, and things like that, knock on wood, of course. Um, that's what we're, you know, we're hoping for at the end of the season. Knicks will have gone through a tough stretch, but there's a lot of winnable games in there in the home stretch of the regular season. So it's good to see. You know, it's good to see, and, you know, we'll see how, uh, you know, some of these guys do with a full 82. A lot of the young guys haven't experienced that because of COVID and the bubble and, and things of that nature. So... That's around the league, not just the Knicks, by the way. So that's going to be a factor, I think, certainly by that point in the season. But the Knicks have a you know pretty tough stretch to open up, but games that you know the Knicks are expected to win. That's great to say, considering who's on the schedule, obviously. So we'll see. Uh, the first few weeks are going to be fun, just, just off the bat. Just seeing the Knicks back again, playing good teams, winning games hopefully as well. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how they're going to look moving forward. And I hope you guys are too. You know, I, I, for all the the tough times that, that fans in general around the league have gone through, whether it's been stuff with, uh, with COVID and just so many things I could list that I, I almost don't want to because you've heard enough about them. You know, it's it's part of our daily lives in this country. So... Uh, hearing, hearing it from me on a sports podcast isn't probably going to help, but I understand that there's a lot going on and I just hope that you're taking some time to enjoy this to a certain extent, because as Knicks fans, it's been a long time coming and I just hope the Knicks can improve on last season. I'll reiterate this again next week when I put the Knicks down in a spot, uh, in the Eastern conference, obviously I will predict where the Knicks will end up in the regular season standings as well as the rest of the teams in the east and the rest of the teams in the west but i just want to reiterate that i hope you guys are watching this team and just taking some time to appreciate what you're watching and again you'll have plenty of time to do that during the regular season but it's just been particularly tough of late and it's i feel like i've been saying that a lot but just you know take some time out of your day (laughs) to enjoy the knicks a little bit and um 
and we'll have some time, you know, over these next few days, some more preseason games are, are coming up. I'm excited to see what Tibbs does with the lineup, obviously. And if he's, you know, maybe switches it up a little bit, tries a few more guys. Hopefully some guys will come back off of injury that we'll get to see. Uh, the Knicks are, are back in action again on Saturday um, at Washington. Um, I, I believe I'm working that night, so I'll have to watch the highlights. But I'm excited to watch them. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be able to watch, pardon me, the full game on Wednesday and the full game on Friday. So I'm excited to see them you know, wrap up the preseason. They get Washington twice uh, sandwiched in between, or sandwiched around, I should say, a, uh, a uh, home game against Detroit. So that's going to be fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to see how the Knicks finish this out and then how they'll start, obviously, on the 20th when the Knicks open up at home against Boston. So for now, we'll wait to see how things work out. But uh, it's exciting to see where the Knicks are at, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do this season as well. Okay, let's wrap up the show with a couple of NBA headlines and... To be fair, there's not a ton, you know, this week. Not really a lot as far as, um, you know, bullet points and things to talk about. You know, to be fair, it's it's because of the preseason. You know, the preseason's been in action, so you're seeing, you know, thoughts about different players, rookies, you know, different stars getting, uh, getting you know, fit for the regular season, how they've looked in preseason games. But there's been a little bit of, of backlash to be fair, I'll be honest, not a ton, which has been nice to see, to be honest with you. But, you know, my comments about Kyrie Irving last week, um, they they weren't, I, again, I'll reiterate, like not a lot of backlash. I got a lot of nice messages about it and, and things of that nature, actually, which is really nice to hear. So I appreciate that. Um, but I wanted to follow up briefly on this just because of the news that came out this week that the that the Warriors, I believe, uh, are now fully vaccinated now that Andrew Wiggins has gotten the vaccine. And from what I know, from what I've read, Kyrie Irving is still not vaccinated for the Brooklyn Nets. And I think Andrew Wiggins getting the vaccine kind of tells me the way that Kyrie's situation is likely going to go. Um, With all due respect to Andrew, it is worth um, reiterating that Kyrie Irving's a superstar. Kyrie Irving's going to want what he wants. He's not going to yield. He's in a position where he doesn't really have to, um, to a certain extent. But if he doesn't, he's he will be punished. And that that's the big difference here. He will not be able to play home games at Barclays Center. So, and he won't be able to play at the Garden either. So. It's one of those things where it stands to reason that at some point, I don't know when, that Kyrie Irving is going to get the vaccine. I just I just wish that, you know, we didn't have to go through these these anti-vax channels and I, I mean I said this, you know, when I mentioned it last week, that I just I just don't see Kyrie Irving sitting out games because of this. I could see him sitting out games because he's hurt or he's got a, maybe you know he's had mental issues at least according to him in the past I'm not trying to knock that but there's times where you know it's been a little sketchy with the way he's actually gone about it so it's worth putting that out there however 
It is also worth mentioning that the, the Nets need him. The Nets need him. They fell apart in the playoffs without James Harden and, and without Kyrie. They they needed another scorer on the floor. Now, I'll say this. Kevin Durant damn near did it by himself. And if his foot was, a, what, a couple inches further back, he would have done it himself against the, against the Milwaukee Bucks. But he didn't. And I, I, I think the real difference in that series was the fact that Harden and, and Irving were not healthy. So not having Irving because of something like this, and I, I'm going to mention this on the preview next week, but it, it's worth giving you a little bit of, uh, of a thought now as well because it's important. And Kyrie's got to get vaccinated. And I think he will. It, it just, this, this process being drawn out helps nobody. It doesn't help him. It doesn't help his team. It doesn't help the fans. It doesn't help the organization. And I think it's going to get rectified. He's too important. I think he knows that. And I think that when, when he realizes what his consequences will be, in, and I think when they get real, he will, he'll do it. You know, I, and for all I know, maybe he already knows what the consequences would be and, and by that, I mean he's feeling the fact that, you know, there's pressure on him if he doesn't play. But he might just be waiting for something. I don't know. Maybe he's waiting for for something specifically to go his way and then he will comply. I, I don't know. But I just, it, it frustrates me to see things like that. And, you know, I, my whole thing as well is, you know, with the Andrew Wiggins thing, what frustrates me is what was what was taking so long? You know, you end up getting it, great. I'm not going to knock somebody that ends up doing the right thing in this situation. I, I try not to. But why did it take you that long to make that decision? You know, I get there's hesitation about this, you know, and not everybody, there's very small number of people that have specific circumstances, like trying to get pregnant and things like that, for an example, that a vaccine is not good for. You know, I, there was an ESPN reporter. I wish I remembered her name. I I, I remember that, uh, you know, basically opted out of working sideline for big college sports events for college football because her and her husband are trying to get pregnant and she can't have the vaccine right now. And it's, it's a dangerous thing to just come out and say, well, I'm not going to take the vaccine without giving a legitimate reason, obviously, because you know, people have done very dumb things instead of not getting the vaccine. But that's a perfectly legitimate reason. You know, this is the time they felt like was right to have a child and vaccines being taken at this point before the process or even during the process are not helpful to giving birth. So it's one of those things where that is a legitimate reason, you know, the other things I've heard, though, you know, the anti-max stuff and the anti-vax stuff, um, the anti-mask that I hear, you know, I have a condition where I can't wear a mask and and stuff like that, or, you know, the religious side of things that Andrew Wiggins was trying to get out of with, I don't necessarily buy that. And I've said that on this show before. They're not legitimate excuses, to not wear a mask and to not practice social distancing where you have to do so and to um, and to not get vaccinated. 
You know, especially when you're, it's not just about you. And I feel like this has been lost way more than it should have been. When it's not just about you. Far from it. It's about the people around you. And I've heard multiple people say this in the last couple of weeks, but, you know, be selfless. This is the time. This is the time to be selfless in your life. If you're going to pick one time in your life to think about somebody else, and it should be all the time, but that's my opinion. This is the time. This is the time. There may not be a bigger one. There may not be a bigger time in your life where you should be thinking about somebody else than right now. And not just other family members, complete strangers. You know? Doesn't matter. You should be thinking about other people. And and just want to reiterate this. I'm very happy to hear that Andrew Wiggins has finally gotten the vaccine. That's a huge step. It's a big deal. But I, I just, I feel like the process of which him and, and Kyrie and, and just other people in general, it's not just athletes, are going about it, in my opinion, is not right. But that's my two cents on it. I, I'm curious, to, as always, to hear your thoughts on these situations. Again, I, I do want to mention this as well. I, I don't try to talk this much about you know, things away from basketball, but this involves basketball. You know, where this is not a political podcast, but this is not a political issue either, to be fair. This is a medical issue, and it's infecting sports. It's impacting our lives as fans. You know, the, the, I've, said it, I've, I've said it once, I've said it a million times, sports and real life intersect every day. Every day. So, I hope you guys are safe out there. I hope you're taking the proper precautions if you have to. And, and if you, if you, you know, are uncomfortable, I hope you're taking the proper precautions as well. It's, it's better be better to be safe than sorry in these situations. And I'll just end with this. I'm happy to see that we're getting closer with the vaccination rates in, in the NBA. I hope that continues throughout all of sports. I hope that continues throughout all of society because there's still a Delta variant going around. And until that goes away, I know that there's you know, it's still, you still can't be fully comfortable. So until that happens, I hope you guys are still complying with the CDC laws. Or I should say CDC regulations. Um, and I hope you're staying safe out there. That's why I end uh, my post when I write it on, on the website. And I end uh, sometimes my shows by saying to stay safe because it's still happening out there. And until we get to a point where almost everyone's vaccinated, it's still going to happen. You know, and while the Delta variant's running around, we still have to do our thing because it, it can get worse if we don't get everybody vaccinated. And if, if people that, you know, uh, need them, you know, they, they got to get the booster shot as well. That's going to be coming out soon, I'm sure. So if it hasn't already. So that's all things that, that have to be kept in mind. So I just wanted to share that uh, to wrap up the show. So. I'll end with this. I'm, I'm excited for the Knicks. Next week, we'll be bringing a, a full preview of the Knicks and the rest of the NBA, and I'll be ranking uh, the standings in the East and in the West, and I'm really excited for that. Until then, stay safe. Have a great week. I love you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you for listening week in and week out, 
And next week, we'll be previewing the start of the NBA season for 2021-2022. Until then, have a great week. I'll see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.